This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession. I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing together. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body 
what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We sing together. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our Lord has conquered death and the grave. What joy is ours. Hear Jesus' words. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Wildfires burn across the West, destroying forests, engulfing homes, melting cars, endangering life, even right here in our own South Hills. A pall of smoke covers the West. As if the virus, the civil unrest, Hurricane Sally, and the political campaigns aren't enough, then toss in the replacement of a Supreme Court justice. Does it feel like our country is being shaken? The Bible tells us about the last days. It says, there will be an increase in wickedness, and the love of most will grow cold. For then there will be great distress unequaled, 
from the beginning of the world until now. All of these things that are shaking our country right now remind you and me that Jesus, our Lord, is coming back one day. He is, and what joy will be ours when we see him coming on the clouds with great power and glory. So do not worry, and do not be afraid. For our Lord Jesus holds us in his nail-pierced hands. He holds our country and this entire world, and Jesus is returning soon. And when he comes... He brings pleasures eternal for you and me. This is our hope. Not what happens in the election, not what happens in the country, though we must endure and live through all of these things. Our hope is in Christ and in Christ alone. He is our cornerstone. This week I was reading a story about a man in Oregon. He was trying to get home to his family in the midst of the fires. And as he was driving to his house, he found a woman sitting in the middle of the road, barely alive, badly burned, and he put her in his truck so that he could take her to get some help, and he did not even recognize that she was his own wife. In many ways right now, we do not recognize our own country, do we? We are so divided, kept apart by social distancing, torn apart by how to respond to the virus. Have you noticed everyone has an opinion? (laughs) Everyone knows they are right. And people want things their way, and if they don't get their way, watch out. We've already been warned that our country will burn if our president appoints a Supreme Court justice. There is little or no compromise right now in our country. And there's a lot of judging and very little goodwill. There is anger and frustration and disappointment and pandemic fatigue. There's little patience and kindness and gentleness and love. And it even spills over into the church, doesn't it? There seems to be an unwillingness to bear with one another and walk together and work together with patience and kindness and love. I think today we find ourselves in a very similar place to Elijah in the Old Testament. King Ahab was king over Israel, and Ahab was a wicked, wicked king. And his wife Jezebel was far, far worse. And Ahab provoked the Lord our God. And a drought had fallen upon the land because of the sin of the king. It was a time of great suffering. No rain, no crops, no food. It brings hunger and death upon a people. And as the drought grows worse, God is taking care of Elijah, his prophet, remember? He has water to drink from the brook. And the ravens come and they bring him food in the morning and in the evening. 
And then when the water dries up, God sends Elijah to a town called Zarephath. Now, Zarephath is not even in Israel. It is in modern-day Lebanon. God sends his prophet to a foreign country, not to his own country. And we see how bad the drought in the land is. In Zarephath, there is a widow, and this widow is collecting sticks in order that she can make a fire and fix her last meal. She will feed her son and feed herself, and then they will die of hunger. Elijah comes to Zarephath, and he comes to the widow. And as she is preparing to make the meal, Elijah says, Oh, would you make me some food too? And he gives her a word of promise to hang on to. A promise to believe. Elijah says, do not fear. He might say, do not worry. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, not even her God. She's not an Israelite. But the God of Israel says this, and she's going to take the God of Israel at his word. Isaiah, or Elijah continues, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And the woman believes the God of Israel. And her supply of food never runs out, just as the word of God had promised. God gives you and me a word of promise today. Our God our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus. He says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I will work all things, all things, even the bad things. I will work all things for your good. Nothing in all of creation can separate you from me. And as God was faithful to the widow of Zarephath and Elijah, so he is faithful to you and me today. And Jesus gives us a word of promise. And in Hebrews 13, 8, we read these words. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today Jesus speaks to us in the gospel lesson and he says, don't worry. Four times, four times in the text. Did you catch it? Four times he says, don't worry. Does that kind of tell you what our problem is? (laughs) We tend to worry. And there is a lot to worry about. But Jesus says, don't worry. Instead, fear, love, trust in me above all things. He says, seek first my kingdom and its righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You see, we are the children of the heavenly father. He feeds the birds of the air. He clothes the fields. And we are more valuable to God than his creatures and his creation. We are the redeemed of Christ. 
Jesus redeemed you and me, not with gold and silver, but with his holy and precious blood. And with his innocent suffering and death, he made you and me his very own. You have been baptized, baptized into the death and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You are his child, his beloved, forgiven, made holy. Your eternity is secure in Jesus. Therefore, do not worry. Jesus promises to take care of you. He knows every one of your needs and he will provide for you. And he says, don't worry. When the plague roamed the streets of Luther's day, Martin Luther took every precaution not to get sick, but he took every opportunity to love and care for his neighbor. If the plague found him and took him, Luther would sing, and take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife, let these all be gone, the yet of nothing one, the kingdom ours remaineth. Luther knew, he understood that nothing in all of creation could separate him from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, his Lord. And nothing, nothing would stop Luther from loving his neighbor. And while others fled, Luther and Katie, they took care of people with the, with the plague. Housed them, fed them, loved them, cared for them. Helped them, buried them. Luther never stopped loving those around him. As we walk together in this pandemic, in this time of civil unrest, political uncertainty, natural disaster, and an unknown future, let us show love and kindness and gentleness to one another. Let us be patient with one another in our congregation, in our community, and in our country. Today, we need to take to heart the words of the Apostle John. He writes this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And what does such love look like? Well, St. Paul is bold to tell us. Paul says, love is patient. 
Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always perseveres. Love never fails. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love those words from St. Paul. Those were the words of our wedding text a few years ago, decades ago. Seems just like yesterday. Good words for a husband and wife and good words for God's congregation from St. Paul in Colossians chapter 3 on how we live together, walk together, work together as the people of God. If death finds us, we have Christ and we have won the victory. Do not be afraid. Do not worry. And until then, let us love one another as Christ has loved us. Let us serve one another as Christ has served us. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, unto life everlasting. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for this nation, for our cities and communities. And for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. And all of those we remember and name in our hearts this day, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup when he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is poured out for you for the remission of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. We sing together. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament, and we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.